Verse number one, the Bible tells us that in, in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer. Everybody say continually to prayer. And to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith. Everybody say full of faith. And of the Holy Ghost. And Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, I don't know how to say that name properly. Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them, and the word of God increased. Everybody say, the word of God increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Now, I'm going to get into the rest of this in just a few minutes, but I, I want us to Put our Bibles aside, or you can hold it at whatever you feel like doing. But I want us to ask the Lord to help us today. And uh, I, I pray especially that you would ask God to touch my mind and, and put the right words in my mouth tonight. Can you do that today? Lord, we love you. God, I'm asking tonight that you would meet with us. God, I thank you, Lord, for the touch of heaven we begin to feel as we worship you tonight. God, I know what I have on my heart, but God, I, I don't know exactly how to get it out adequately but God I'm asking and I'm relying upon you in this sanctuary tonight help me God to proclaim what thus saith the word of the Lord to the church today but God my, most importantly God not only that but we want to you to anoint our hearts God prepare our hearts to be fertile soil in which your your word can grow and bring forth fruit we thank you for your goodness Jesus can we give me a hand clap of praise tonight Oh, we love you, Jesus. We magnify you today, God. You're worthy to receive honor, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. You can be seated tonight. Amen. I've, I've taught from this passage of Scripture in the past. And uh, there are some things that I want to glean from there. I hope you guys don't go to sleep on me too quickly because I don't feel like I'm going to get too wound up tonight. In fact, somebody, can you go grab that podium and bring it in here for me? <clears throat> Amen. I, uh, the more that I think, let me ask a question. How many of you in this room tonight, and if you're online listening, I know that Brother Blue and Sister Greeny, they're at home. Brother Blue's not, his leg's giving him fits. Um, he just came through that surgery. 
Uh, it's good to have Carlos here, by the way, for the first time, being in service. I'm excited. Amen. Got got my amen corner over there. <clears throat> if he starts crying, I'll just I'll just carry him around and hold him, and he can help me preach. Amen. Um. Anyhow, praise God. Well, I'm going to ask this question. How many of you that are under the sound of my voice, how can I say it that way? Uh, you can hear what I'm saying right now. You want to be used by God. I think that's one of those questions that you could call a rhetorical question where it doesn't necessarily require you to answer because most of us, well, let me say this. <laughs> if your answer is not, yes, I want to be used by God, maybe it's time for you to get refilled with the Holy Ghost because that spirit that's down inside of you is going to drive you to want to live for God with all that you have. In fact, the scriptures tell us repeatedly that in order for us to find God, and in order for God to use us, we've got to seek for him with all of our heart. In fact, the first and greatest commandment says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God uh, just so-so. What does it say, Mateo? Do you know? Uh, it says, with all your heart, with all your mind, and another passage says, with all your soul and your strength. It's important that we love God with everything that's within us. I know that many times we find ourselves, you know, just going about life and wondering, okay, Am I really doing what God's called me to do? Look, even sometimes as a pastor, yes, I'm pastoring at church, but there are times, Brother Donnie, that I, I have to sit back and say, God, am I really doing what you want me to do? Am I fulfilling the purpose that you have for my life? Let me ask a question. I want to show of hands tonight. How many of you believe God has a purpose for each and every one of your life? Unanimous. That's absolutely right. God doesn't do anything without a purpose. I've preached about that, the call and the purpose. God not only gives you what you need, but he leads you in the way he wants you to go. And I, I began, I, I've, I've taught from this chapter 6 of Acts in several different ways, but today I began thinking about some things, and I began to contemplate what it was that these men, what was so special about these seven men that they chose. There were two things that stood out to me when I began to read this passage of scripture. And the Bible says there were two things that they found that they were looking for. Well, it says seven men of honest report, all right, so there's one. There's actually three things here, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. They have to have an honest report, be full, everybody say be full. It's important that we have that in our life. If we're not full, there's room for other things in our life. So it's imperative that we stay full of the Holy Ghost. 
and wisdom. And he said, whom we may appoint over this business. Now I want you to see something else. It says here, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Ghost. Now, they didn't say anything else about anybody else's faith in this, in this list of men. Do you notice that? He was a man of faith. There was something, Brother Tuffy, about Brother Stephen that got the attention of these people. I'm not going to say that it happened in this way, but I don't think anything happens by mistake in the Word of God. And maybe God didn't put it in any, any type of order, but I'm saying those that are faithful get the attention of God. And if you don't believe me, just go read Hebrews chapter 12 or chapter 11. I think it's around verse 6. And he says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. But if you want to get God, if you want to find God, you've got to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And the man Stephen here in this passage of scripture got the attention of somebody. In fact, Luke just wrote down here in Acts chapter number 6, he said, and, and uh, uh, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost Stephen was the man I'm talking about. I want you to notice Stephen. And then you find the first of these seven men that he begins to talk about was who? Anybody know? It was Stephen. In verse number, number eight, the Bible says, And Stephen, again, Full of faith and power did great wonders and miracles among the people. Now Stephen was a man full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost. Now let me say this. If you're full of faith, you're going to be full of the Holy Ghost. It's just going to work that way. Because that's the, that's number one, that's the beginning of your relationship with God is your faith. I believe that he is. Because if you don't believe first, then you're not going to be able to come before the throne of God. It's just not going to happen. But I'm not, I'm not going to get down into the, the weeds in that area. I want, I want you to see here that Stephen had zero doubt that God was going to do things when people asked him to do things. And when Stephen went to work among the people, he began to see wonders and miracles among the people. Now, I want to back up just a little bit here. Why did they go and find these seven men? Does anybody know? Why did they have to go find these seven men? Go ahead, brother. To feed the widows. To do the legwork. They needed folks to fill in the gap. That's right. The men of God, they, they were content doing things for the kingdom of God and for people in, in the community. They, they had no problem with this. They didn't. They were out there doing it. But then they realized, hey, all of a sudden, I don't have enough time to get some things done. 
and study the word like I need to effectively. Now, I, I'm not saying anything. I, 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 what I'm trying to get across is work has to be done. It has to be done. And somebody's got to do it. And I, I really want to get down a little bit more into the weeds here in this area in the fact that in, in verse number 1 of Acts chapter 6, the Bible says that the Grecians were murmuring against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in this phrase, in the daily ministration, in the daily tasks. Some people were fe feeling left out, and so they realized we need some more help. But what I want to focus on is this was what they did every day, folks. This, is, this was their job. They had to go out and do things so that, th that life could continue moving forward. Does that make sense tonight? Life had to happen, and the kingdom of God has to grow. Just because the kingdom of God has to grow doesn't mean life has to stop. Does, everybody, does that make sense to everybody here this evening? I know, I know there are times where God will pull somebody out and say, hey, I've got a purpose, and the only thing I want you doing is working in the kingdom of God, and I'll take care of you. I know God does that. But I will tell you this. Most of the time, God takes people that are living their life and doing what they know they're supposed to be doing Providing for their family, taking care of their family, helping other people in the community, going to church, working your job. You with me tonight? The daily ministration of life, the daily tasks of life cannot stop, but the kingdom of God cannot stop growing either. You with me tonight? We have... One purpose. Every single one of us under the sound of my voice have one purpose. And that purpose is to win souls. But that doesn't mean we stop everything else in life and just win souls. Can I get an amen? Now, you say, well, then how, how are we going to go about life and also build the kingdom of God? Well, I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to give you that answer. And I, I went back and started listening to a podcast. And I, I was listening to it today on the way home. And, man, so much good stuff was said. But I want you guys to understand, not every time the ideas that we get in our mind about who we need to be and what we need to be and how we need to do things is what God wants us to do. Can I get an Amen. I know I'm very slow, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get some points across tonight. Let me tell you something. There, there were times in my life, and I'm being open and transparent with you folks, that, man, I saw some preachers, Brother, brother Tuffy, that, man, they, they can just plumb shut the corn, man. When they get up there in that pulpit, they can just go to town, and they'll fill the altars full, and they'll, they, they can preach the house down. You you. You've, you guys have probably heard them. Now, unfortunately, that's not me. Thank God that we have had, and, 
and thank God we've seen the altars full when I'm finished preaching. I'm thankful for that. And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying any of what I'm saying right now for anybody to say, well, he just, he just wants a pat on the back. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm trying to get across is there's only one Brandon Hilton. There's only one. And God called me to his kingdom just as I was to put his anointing upon me, to do what he called me to do, not what he called Darren Mendez to do. And my son, even though he is my child, he doesn't have the call of God that he put upon my life upon him because Camden is his own little boy. He's his own man. And there's going to be a day that he's going to have to answer the call to God and he has to be his own man in his own call from God. Now God's anointing will fill in the gaps of where I'm missing things, all right? You with me tonight? And what I'm trying to get across is, even though we do have men like myself and, and these apostles where we have to sit back and we have to lead the church and we have to guide the church in the different directions in which God wants us to go, and we do need to take some extra time and spend that time in studying. And we need to spend that extra time in prayer. And I've been endeavoring to do my best. And I feel like God's opening a way for me to be able to do those things more often and, and more in depth than what I want to. But I want you to also to understand, not only is God calling me as the pastor of this church to a deeper place in the kingdom of God, but God, is he has, he has ushered that, that call to even young men like Mateo. God's got a call for you, son. First, it's going to begin with the Holy Ghost. But he's got more for you than just being a man that sits on the pew somewhere that's full of the Holy Ghost. God's got plans for you, son. I'm telling you, folks, that each and every one of us in this building tonight and under the sound of my voice, God has a purpose for your life. But let me also say something else, <laughs> and, 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 and I want to be nice, but I also want to be very straight, and I want you to understand that God does not use anyone who is unfaithful. I want to say it again. God does not use unfaithful vessels. God uses clean vessels. God uses faithful vessels. God uses people who are always there at his beckoning call. And I want to be that one. I don't want to just be so busy in my life that I can't be there when God says, Hey, Pastor Hilton, I need you today. Brother Mendez, I need you to do such and such today. But at the same time, God has not given me the liberty to walk away from my word. Nor has he... To every one of us under the sound of my voice tonight, we all have a purpose. And let me tell you something. God will take us. And I, and I know this is not the absolute interpretation of what, we're, what I've taught from, from uh, Acts chapter 6, but I want you to understand something. There is something to be said about people who will, will be satisfied with saying, all right, God, I'm going to go about my daily ministration. I'm going to go about my daily life. I'm going to put my whole heart into everything that I'm doing. Oh, help me, Jesus. 
I'm not, I, I don't want to imply that we have any lazy people here, okay? Can I, I'm going to set that as the bar. But also, I do know that there is so much more potential in many of us in the kingdom of God than what we have stepped forward into. God has great things in store for us as the people of God, but we've got to be willing to do things for the kingdom of God with our, everybody say it with me, whole heart. Everything that's on the inside of you, you've got to say, God, I'm thankful for what you've done. I know that you have more things in store for me in, in your kingdom, but God, I don't want to just do it. I'm not just coming. I'm going to use it for instance because you guys do a great job at this. In fact, I'll, I'll admit this. You guys do better than I do when it comes to this. And that is, when you guys come to the church, you clean this church with your whole heart. Some, if not most of you, end up moving the rows of chairs just so you could vacuum under them. I, I would have only done that maybe once every three or four months. But, but I know that at least two weeks out of the month, it, 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 every, all the chairs get moved and the whole floor gets vacuumed. And that's just one aspect of things. So I want to say, I believe we got a group of folks here that love to do things for the kingdom of God with their whole heart, even if it's as small as cleaning the church. And I want to say God will bless you for that, like you, will, like you can't even fathom. But I also want you to understand there are other things in your walk with God that you need to do the same type of thing. When it comes to giving God your whole heart, God, I know that you've called me, and I know that you want to use me, but God, help me to stay full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want to stay full of faith. I want to be faithful at all times so that God can use me whenever God is ready. If the people of God in the, in the, in the Old Testament, when God said, hey, it's time to pack up and move on, amen, if they weren't paying attention, <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, God, just a minute. No, honey, God wasn't waiting for no man. When God said, it's time to go, honey, you better get up out of that bed, whether it's night, morning, or noon, amen, and you got to get out of that bed, and you got to get up and get packing up, and you better hit the trail, or you're going to get left behind. I don't want to be out from under the cover of the heavens. I want God to be here in my life every single day of my life. And can I, can I, can I iterate to you? Can I, I, that's not the word I'm looking for. Can I emphasize can I can I encourage you that when you do things like Stephen did things when you are faithful amen how did they know that that Stephen was a man of faith how he was there every time the doors were open he was there every time that that, that the that the men of God needed something to be accomplished guess what boom hey I'm here hey Maybe they sat there on the pew and they sat still. But let me tell you something. He was there and, 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 and the apostles knew, hey, there's a man named Stephen. Being in leadership in some different areas, uh, not just as a pastor, but um, in different facets of, 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 of the church, I, I, I do know 
that when we sit down and uh, we, we, have our we, we have our conversations amongst the leadership, and uh, I've had my father-in-law say, hey, do you know somebody that we can put and, and help us with this, this over here? And, and, you know, the ones that I always come to mind first are the ones that I see the most often. Think about it. Your boss is more likely to give you a raise and most more likely to, to move you up in the king in, in the kingdom, yeah, in his kingdom, um, move you up in the business if you're there every day. I, I can tell you folks, I want to say number one, I believe it was prayer, but number two, my boss told me the other day when I talked to him, the fact that I have been faithful in all the things that I've done thus far for him in the, king, in, in the kingdom and, and his kingdom <laughs> and, and for our company. But I, I want you to understand. He said, that's why. I've built trust in you. Let me ask you this. You don't have to raise your hands if you don't want to, but let me ask you this. How many of you want God to know he can trust you beyond the shadow of a doubt? You want God to know, hey, when I call on, on, on Joe Decker, Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. I need you to go and do something. He says, absolutely. When and where? How quick do you need me to get there? And he does that kind of stuff. Look, the spiritual is not so far away from the physical realm. There's a lot of similarities. The only main thing that that, that's different about the, the spiritual realm, Brother Mendez, is the fact that it's all invisible. And I don't know it unless I'm tapped into where God is. We can be sensitive, folks. But the only way we can do that is if we're faithful in our prayer. And if we're faithful in our, in our study of his word. And if we're faithful, because when we get to know him more, Brother Donnie, when I get to know God more, guess what? I know when he's about to move. My wife and I, <laughs> it's scary sometimes. We'll be, we'll be talking about something, and then we'll, we'll quit thinking, or we'll quit talking, and all of a sudden, the other day we did, I don't remember what we were talking about, but both of us at the same time, Sister Cecilia, we, we both looked at each other, and we said the exact same thing, like at the same time. And I'm like, well... We've been married for 18 years. There's going to be a day, Brother Tuffy, that I know the mind of God. Now, <laughs> maybe I, I got to be careful. No, I'm not going to be careful. Bishop said it last night. I'm going to say it. There are men out there lying to their congregation. There are pastors, can I make it more clear? There are pastors when they're teaching and preaching to their people that are lying to their people. You know what it's called? Not hard. False doctrine. Do you know what the Bible calls that? John called that? He called it the spirit of Antichrist. I refuse to have that spirit around here. But I want you also to understand that we're not going to stand around here 
and I'm not going to preach to my people that, guess what, Brother Mendez, God wants you wealthy. God, you know, if you're struggling, brother, there's something wrong with your Holy Ghost. I kid you not, there was a preacher that preaches one God message in the last seven days, got up to his church and told his church that very thing. If you're struggling financially, there's something wrong with the Holy Ghost that's inside of you. Let me ask you something, Brother Tuffy. You've read the Bible a few times now. Did you find that in the Bible? not in there that's what it says now does that mean you have to be poor to make it to heaven no it just means those that are rich and have everything that they need they're not looking towards me with much they're lacking what's the base of every Christian relationship The rich young ruler went away. Why? He went away sad. I should have said how. How did he walk away? He walked away sad. Why? Because he had much riches. He wasn't willing just to give it all up to walk with Jesus. Look, my friend, if I got to live in that camper again the rest of my life, Jesus, don't do this to me. But I'll do it if that's what it takes. I, I mean it with all my heart. I talked to God about it today. Whatever it takes. I want to not only be saved, but I want to see the kingdom of God grow. And if I've got to spend every dime that I have to see the kingdom of God grow, I'll do it. Even if I've got to work every day of my life, the rest of my life, and I never get to go full time in the ministry, God, I will do that if that means the kingdom of God gets to grow. I mean it, church. God, God. God's got so many things in store for the kingdom of God. But we as the people of God, we've got to be willing to say, hey, even if it's frustrating, even if I don't know what, what you have in store for me tomorrow, God, today I'm going to wake up and I know what I know, I know what I need to get done today. And you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to do the ministration of today. I'm going to do my daily tasks for today with all of my heart, with every fiber of my being, because I know that's the will of God for me today. Will it change tomorrow? I don't know. There's only one who knows that. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to make it clear for me tomorrow. But Jesus, when he told his disciples to pray and he taught them how to pray, he didn't say pray and ask God for your monthly bread or your yearly bread. 
You with me today? What kind of bread did he say to pray for? My daily bread. You think that ties back into something like what he said when he said, take up your cross and follow me daily? Look, my friend, we can't afford just to go from one, one, one week to the next week. We can't even afford to go from one service to another service. But we need to go from one day to the next day. And say, God, here I am again. Here's my everything. And I feel, I feel God here right now. Here, here's my everything for you today, God. I may not have much, but can I tell you, the one who gave the littlest, the smallest amount in the offering that day when Jesus was standing by the usury, man, he watched. Man, Brother Tuffy, he watched. In our day, thousands of dollars being dumped into the offering plate that day. He just stood there. And he was watching them. <laughs> Think about that. Jesus walks into the church and he's just standing there next to you until you give him the offering plate. There was one little lady over there. And he watched her. He watched her as she came in the back door. And I... Can you let me use my imagination a little bit? He watched her. He's standing there by the, the offering plate. And he's watching her. And she slips in. And she starts sliding down the back wall, and trying to hide amongst the people until she finally makes it to the front of the, over by the usury is what the Bible called it. And when he got, she got there, and just imagine she's looking around. Nobody's watching. And she took those little mites she drops them in the offering plate. And all of a sudden, Camden, you know what happened? Jesus goes, hey, boys, come on over. I, I just scared you, didn't I? Hey, boys, come on over here. I want you to see something. Look down inside there. You see those two little mites? You see this young lady right here? She gave more. Than everybody else combined that came and dropped something in this usury plate. But Lord, it's only two mites. I think less than five dollars. You just saw that man come over here and dump a whole, a whole thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dollars in the offering plate. And Lord, you're saying she gave more than he did? He said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she's going home. She don't have anything left. Let me ask you folks something. Man, I, this is where we need to be tonight. How many of you have ever gone to bed at night and you've given everything to God that day? And God's rejoicing. Man, look at what he did. Look at what, 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 what he did. He, he gave me all the stuff that he had. He doesn't have anything else left to give me today. And he's telling the angels, man, look, I want, I want you to see what this man did for me today. Is it because I want, I want pat on the back? No. 
Now, if God's the one patting me on the back, absolutely. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm not looking for people to applaud me. I'm not looking for people to get excited about what I've done. But what I'm looking for God to look at me and say, hey, son, you had a little bit more today that you could have gave me. But you held it back. Can I say it this way? I don't believe there ought to be any kind of savings plan going on with the things God gives us. I'll say it again. I think we ought not try. Well, my goodness, we got Bible for that, don't we, Brother Mendez? The story of the parable, the story of the uh, talents came to mind just now. Think about it. God says, all right, I have ten talents. I have five talents. I'm going to give one five talents. I'm going to give two talents. Sorry, you get to get picked on today. And you get one talent. And I'm going out of town. And when I come back, I want you to watch those for me. Take care of them. And when I come back, I want you to come see me. And so the Lord said that the master went out of town. He came back home. And the servants came to him. And he came to the one that, set, that he gave five talents to. And guess what happened? He took everything that God gave him. And he invested it. <laughs> Come on, you with me tonight. He took everything God gave, five talents, and he said, you know what? I got five talents. What can I do with five talents? You know what? I can go help her, him. I can go help him. I can go help him. And guess what? All of those people that I just helped ended up increasing what God gave me to ten talents. He said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into thy rest. All right, you have them now. What? Did, did you bring him back four? Huh? I know this is tonight's a unique night, but. Now, Brother Tuffy, you gave them away. Well, I've come back, and I'm asking you to account for them. <laughs> That's not what the servant said. He said, oh, master, here Here's four of them. <laughs> he just showed up right there. But you invested everything that God gave you. And he went and made some money with them. And he brought them back. Did you not give it all back? <laughs> That's the thing, though. When you bring, God gives you something. God expects you to take that and invest it. Not some of it, but all of it. And he comes to the servant that he gave one to. And he came back and he still. Here you go. It's a little bit dirty. And he said, well. You only have one? 
I gave you one. And the master says, why didn't you even take it to the bank and just, just put it in the bank and let it gain interest? Why, why, why did you do that? Why did you go bury it in the ground? Now it's probably worth less than it was when I gave it to you. And you know what he did with the one? He took it out of his hand and he told his servants to come get this guy and take him out there where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Get out of here. No, don't leave. Don't leave. And he gives the talent to the man who had the five. Because he knows that now that this man's got 11, he's going to go out there and find 11 things he can invest in and bring back more for the kingdom of God. You with me tonight? God doesn't give me something for me to hold some back just for reserve. Look, my God is my, God is my reserve. You with me tonight? I'm, I'm about done. You might want to come on up here and, and play for me. I don't know what you're going to play, but figure something out. You're great. You're great at that. But God gives me something because he trusts that I'm going to take what he gave me. And I'm not going to hoard it to myself. But I'm going to go find somebody else that I can invest in, that I can work with. And then I'm going to, I'm going to take that and I'm going to take it back to the Lord. Lord, look what I did. Look what, look, look what I brought with what you gave me. And guess what God's going to do with me? He said, hey, you were faithful in a few things. Now go be master of many things. You with me tonight? God wants to use you. Now, I'm not talking about riches, folks. What I'm talking about is what God gives you spiritually. You need to take that and you need to invest it in those that you know, those that are in your family, those that you work with. Can I get an amen tonight? I need God to look down on me, and I want him to be able to say like, like he said of Stephen, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. Because when I'm coming down to a close here and, and I look at what's happening with Stephen, they put Stephen out there to go just just. Clean the tables. Make sure that the widows have what they need. Make sure that orphans have what they need. Take care of all those folks and, and just get out there and stay busy, Stephen. Just go out there. This is what we need to take care of tonight. I want you to go do that. And Stephen said, all right, I got this. And he went out there and he started working. And as he was working, all of a sudden, I've said this before, he came and he saw a mom with a little baby that was just fussy. And maybe he had, had a sore stomach or maybe he had, had some kind of problem. And, and he said, hey, can I pray for your baby? And, he, and she, she reaches over. She says, yes, sir. And he laid his hand upon the baby and he said, in Jesus' name, heal this baby. And they saw that baby get healed. And so that mama now, she said, hey, that young man, he's not only feeding me the food that I need to survive, but he's also praying and God's using him to see the miraculous take place. And, and the Bible says even great wonders were done by his hand. So that tells me something happened. Maybe there were some demons that got cast out. Maybe there were some, some cripples that were there that he was able to pray with and say, hey, in Jesus' name. And, and all of a sudden, this kid raises up. Maybe he was in a bad situation. Maybe he was in an abusive situation. And he got some, some bruises or some broken bones. 
phones or something to that effect. And he reached over and he said, I pray for you in Jesus' name, be healed. And all of a sudden the kid gets up and he said, hey, amen, let me tell you what this man did for me. Amen, because God is working in the midst of those who are faithful to him. Those who are full of faith. If we can just go about our own life. And, and be satisfied with, man, God was good to me today. But no, I'm sorry. What, what did God use you to do today in somebody else's life? It could be your own child's life. It could be your own spouse's wife life. It could, it, it, could be your, it could be your neighbor. It could be whatever the situation may arise. But let me tell you something. We need to be helping one another to grow in the kingdom of God. And sometimes, uh, amen, just an investment is, uh, hey, I see you struggling, my brother. Hey, I want you to take some of the extra that I have today. And I want you to have the power that I have today. Because I don't want you to wake up in the morning drained and Wondering if you're going to be able to make it another day. He meant calling somebody and said, hey, here I am. I'm praying for you today, my friend. I hope that everything goes okay. And before long, amen, the, uh, Stephen, Stephen began to get the attention of those that were around him. And they began to say, hey, who is this guy? What's he doing? How does he have this power? i tell you how he has that power and how he had this reputation with God. It was because he wasn't afraid to give everything that he had. Everything that God gave him every single morning. Amen. The Bible says mercy is made new fresh every morning. Amen. What would happen if I dispersed some of that extra mercy God gave to me to somebody else? What would happen? What would happen if I gave him my everything? How can I be used? God today. Don't know about you, but I want to be used by God. I want the Holy Ghost to lead me and to guide me in every place that I go. Truly, that first song we sang tonight, if you can use anything, God. God, I only have two mites, but here they are. I'm giving them to you. I'm not holding anything back. I'm going back home with nothing tonight. But I can only imagine what that widow woman woke up to the next morning after Jesus rejoiced over that. If the man Jesus Christ was rejoicing, <laughs> what was the spirit on the inside of him doing? This woman. If a, if a woman with an issue of blood could crawl through, a, through an entire crowd of people and touch his, the hem of his garment, and he instantly responds, she had nothing left, folks. She had just a little bit of energy left, and she touched the hem of his garment. Thinking about Bartimaeus, what did he have left in life? He was a beggar. He didn't have anything to turn to except for the generosity of others, and he heard Jesus was on his way. And he used the last bit of his dignity, can I put it that way, and said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And you know why I believe that he said, I'm, I'm putting everything on, 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 the, on the stake right now. 
I'm going to Jesus. But before I do, I'm taking this old beggar's cloak off of me. And I'm putting it aside. I don't need that thing anymore because I'm about to meet the one who can change me. And he's about to give me something that I can use and something that I can, I can, I can allow others to see. If God can do it for me, he can do it for them. Can you place the offering in front of me? Don't know about you tonight, but my heart is stirred if you cannot tell. I want God to use me. But God, I'm going to give you my everything. I'm pouring myself out tonight, Jesus. I may be at wit's end. I go home Lord I put it on the altar those I meet God I'm giving them something they need the Holy Ghost they need help they need they need life changing experience and you put them in my life today for a reason and I want to be sensitive to that can we stand tonight to our feet I know it's Wednesday night. I know I've preached longer than normal. But you know, I, I feel like we need to spend some time talking to the Lord and let Him know, God, here I am. Can we find a place to pray for the next little bit and just let God know, God, here I am. When I wake up tomorrow, Lord, I want to be filled with you, but not just so I can have it for the, for the day, but God, I want to be able to give it away. So that I'll come back to you tomorrow evening and I'm empty of myself. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Can we find a place to pray to talk to God here this evening? Can we let him know, God, help me. Help me to be what you want me to be. God, I want to be a Stephen today. I want to see those. I want to see those around me change. I want to see them help. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, you're wonderful tonight, God. Let's talk to the Lord for a few moments here today. Oh, Jesus.
my everything. Amen. I believe that Christ did everything that he did on earth as an example for you and I. How we should conduct ourselves in life. Even all the way down to the cross. The song says, if I'm slacking, then I ought to be able to look back at the cross and say, you know, Lord, you gave everything for me. I want to give everything for you. Amen. I want to give him my everything. He's been good to me. When I wake up tomorrow, I want to be able to say, here I am, God. Whatever you give me today, Lord, help me to give it all away so that I can come back to you tomorrow empty-handed. Or at least showing you, hey, this is where, where I've, I've sent the things that you've given me. I can bring these things back so when I come to that ultimate day and I stand before the Lord on judgment day I can say Lord those talents that you gave me this is what I've done with them here they are for you amen he's been good to us I said he's been good to us This evening, this weekend, let's bring somebody. God fill them with the Holy Ghost. We'll be meeting at 10 in the morning for Sunday school from 10 to 11, and then 11:30 we'll have our worship service. We'll have a prayer time of prayer from 11 to 11:30. Let God have His way. I'm expecting great things in the Holy Ghost this weekend. Amen. Um, I will say this. Um, I Next week, just letting you know, I, uh, I do, I want to say this in, I, I've said it before, and Spang, it's been a long time since I've said it, is I'm not looking to be somebody that, is, has to know all things about everybody but one thing that I try to do is make sure that you know where I'm at if I'm not going to be able to make it to the house of the Lord and, and I think that uh, that way you're not worried about if I'm okay or what's going on and uh, I'm just asking if, if you can't make it can you can you send me a text or something and just let me know hey I'm not going to be able to be there and most of most everybody here does it but it is it sets my mind at ease <laughs> knowing that everything's okay um i have been there since i've been pastor here where somebody didn't show up one night and they were actually at the hospital 
and I didn't find out until after church, and uh, I was I was blown away. <laughs> so anyway, if you do go to the hospital, I would love to know, not because I have to be there, but because at least I could be praying for you. I know a lot of us feel like that's private stuff. We don't want everybody to know about that. But I promise I'm not going to post it on Facebook. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know, hey, I, I'm sorry. If you want me at the hospital, I'll be there, and I'll be praying for you right alongside you as we go. Um, but uh, all that being said, next week, I'm going to be out of town. This does not happen. This is the first time that I've had to go out of town for business for a, an actual client. The other couple of times I was teaching a class and I had to drive down to Dallas. Um, but this is the first time I've had to go out of town for a client since 2020. And uh, so I'll be leaving out Monday morning. I fly out at 6.30 and I'll get back Thursday night sometime at around midnight. And uh, so if you could pray that all goes well as we're flying, as I'm flying, get back uh, we got I'm going as soon as I get home Thursday night we're going to be driving to Tulsa because my sister's graduating from not high school from college classes um, I know you thought she was that young <laughs> um, and so then we're going to come home and Jasmine is graduating on Saturday I'm sorry on that yeah, on that Saturday when we get back. So we'll be in Tulsa on the 12th, and then we got to boogie back up here Saturday morning so we can be at Jasmine's graduation. So when you see gra uh, when you see Jasmine again, congratulate her. Um, it's a great achievement. And then Re Reagan actually graduates next year. I can't believe I have a daughter that old. I'm young, Brother Tucker. I'm young. I have a full head of hair, too. <laughs> anyway, well, we love y'all. Amen. You're dismissed tonight in Jesus' name. Nope. <laughs> I'm speaking by faith. <laughs>